all the pain, pain, all the blood, blood, all the pain, pain, Hi, Crime Salad listeners. Welcome to the True Crime Podcast, Crime Salad, where we tell you true crime stories just like the one you're about to hear. We're your hosts, Ashley and Ricky. This episode covers the haunting story of Michelle Castillo. If this is your first time, welcome. Before we begin, we would like to give a shout out to our new patron, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. And also, check out our Patreon. You can find a direct link on our website at patreon.com slash crime salad podcast members like morgan get a shout out on an episode behind the scenes look at current cases and discounts on crime salad swag and we're just getting started so we're hoping to add more perks like bonus episodes and more variety to our merch if you would like to help support crime salad share our podcast with a friend and give us a five-star review on itunes or any platform you listen to podcast on You may see people on social media living their best life, but to some, what happens behind closed doors, and sometimes even locked ones in Michelle Castillo's case, goes unseen before it's too late. Michelle was happy at a time. In 1996, she married a man named Braulio Castillo. Together they had adopted their first two children and later had three children of their own while living in Ashburn, Virginia. Braulio, her husband, was very successful in his career, He was the CEO of a small IT company called Strong Castle. In 2012, he listed as a wounded veteran, and Braulio's business was awarded $500 million worth of IRS contracts set aside by the government for veteran-owned companies. So the lifestyle of the Castillo family was quite comfortable. A room for each of their kids, and Michelle used her free time helping the business as well as being a part of the community. The family was that picture-perfect family. They attended church, Braulio coached his kids' sports teams, while Michelle supported local and international communities by volunteering at local homeless shelters and went on mission trips. And even though some of us would do anything to live this lavish lifestyle, sometimes money isn't everything. And for a lot of couples, it's the main contributor of conflict in the relationship. So 2013 was a bad year for the Castillo family. Remember when we told you that Braulio was awarded $500 million worth of IRS contracts? Braulio was awarded this because he had written to the government claiming he was a service-disabled veteran running a small business. Braulio took advantage of the government by saying he experienced a severe foot injury while serving in the military. But the reality of this is he actually broke his foot in prep school an injury taking place three decades before while playing football. He did get approval from his doctor for continued treatment over the years. However, never seeing combat, his doctor gave him a 30% disabled rating for his injury. When this came to light, he found himself in court and was up against a double amputee veteran by the name of Tammy Duckworth, who was an Illinois representative. In combat, she endured her own injury, losing both of her legs and almost losing her right arm. You can only imagine what went on during this hearing. 
Let me ask you this. Do you feel that the 30% rating that you have for the scars and the pain in your foot is, is accurate to the sacrifices that you've made for this nation? That the VA decision is, is accurate in your case? Yes, ma'am, I do. You know, my right arm was essentially blown off and reattached. Um, I spent a year in limb salvage with over a dozen surgeries over that time period. And um, in fact, we thought we would lose my arm, and I'm still in danger of, of possibly losing my arm. I can't feel it. I can't feel my three fingers. My disability rating for that arm is 20%. If he has the nerve to be in court in front of a true veteran and say that he made sacrifices for his nation and actually didn't, what makes you think he wouldn't do something similar to this again? It takes a special kind of person to attempt something so dishonorable. The marriage of Michelle and Braulio was starting to get shaky. Braulio was starting to get abusive with their marriage, and soon Michelle filed an emergency protective order against him, along with a four-page list of abusive behaviors she experienced during the marriage. Things in her list included Braulio locking her in rooms and forcing her to have sex with her, along with extreme verbal abuse towards her and the children. She told her closest friends that she was deathly afraid of him, and if she was ever killed or if anything ever happened to her, he would have done it. So this is interesting because we also saw this in Catherine Knight's case. Yeah, this kind of thing is seen a lot in domestic abuse cases, just like Catherine Knight's case. It seems like the victim will often let their close friends and family know, or they may even see signs of abuse. And I feel like it's so important to not ignore those signs and let the victim know they have your support and they do have options available. Yeah, sometimes I just think they feel trapped and they don't know what to do. But in this case, Michelle took the right steps to protect herself and her family with a protective order. And soon after the protective order was enforced, Braulio received only visitation rights to the children. He was not allowed to pick them up or drop them off at the house. Braulio was forced to move to another home a few blocks away from the family, which then opened a divorce case. This shows you how bad things actually were, that Michelle didn't even trust him to visit the house to pick up or drop off the children. She was absolutely terrified of what he would do if they were alone together. A year later, in March of 2014, the couple was moving towards a divorce trial. It wasn't an easy process for either Michelle or Braulio. Michelle was requesting the $1.1 million house and around dollars to $17,000 a month in child and spousal support. Braulio's divorce attorney kept trying to get Michelle to drop her protection order against Braulio, but Michelle was adamant that it stays in place for her safety. It was now March 19th, 2014, Braulio was spending time with his four children, not including the oldest child who was in college at the time. Later that evening and after the visit, Braulio's sister drove the kids to meet Michelle to take them home. Once they got home, Michelle put the kids to sleep. She set the alarm and then went to bed. The next morning, the kids woke up to get ready for school. But something just wasn't right. One of the children went to wake their mom up and noticed her bed was made. They checked the other rooms in the house, calling out her name, but it was quiet. They couldn't find their mom anywhere. This just wasn't like her. Where could she be? The scared children called their father on the phone, crying, not knowing where she was. So their father called the next door neighbor to enter the house with him to see if they could find Michelle. 
After finding no trace of Michelle, Braulio then took the kids to school. The neighbor who was asked to search the house felt it was so weird that he would call her to search the house instead of just calling the police himself. When the police arrived, they entered the huge house. It was empty. It was quiet. They searched room after room, but aren't finding anything. They find her bed was made, but there was no trace of Michelle. They make their way into the basement and enter the bathroom where they find what looks like a scene from a horror movie. Michelle's lifeless body was hanging from the shower head by an electrical cord. It appeared that Michelle has taken her own life. It's so sad to think she would do this when she has five amazing children. Michelle's oldest son, who was 21 at the time and attending college, was the first of the children to find out about the loss of their mother. He was asked by police to tell his siblings about their mother. The siblings' ages were 11, 9, 6, and 3. And they were left with such heartbreaking news. Michelle was dead set on keeping her and her children safe. She went through all of the trouble of getting a protective order from her soon-to-be ex-husband, and she had a security alarm system throughout the house and made sure only her and her children knew the security code. So it was puzzling to think if this wasn't a suicide, who would have murdered her and how did they get in the house without the alarm going off? We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life. So I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash crime salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crime salad. The only ones in the house that night were her four children. Naturally, police immediately become suspicious of the husband, Braulio. Something just doesn't seem right with him. But in all fairness, it's very common the police would speak with the spouse in any case similar to this one. Police drive just a few blocks to Braulio's home. He is seen talking on his phone as two police officers approach him. They notice he has a black eye and a scratch down his face. Before police even have a chance to say anything, Braulio immediately tells police he's on the phone with his lawyer and his lawyer has advised him not to speak to them at all. This seemed to be a previously thought out move by Braulio, avoiding any contact with police. He already knew he would be a main suspect. This guy just creeps me out. He's obviously an intelligent guy who runs a very successful company and he exploited a government opportunity by lying about an injury in his military past. It doesn't surprise me at all that he seems to already be one step in front of the police. But wait, if we go back to the original fact when the kids couldn't find their mom and they call their dad, would someone who's innocent call their lawyer right away? 
why does he get so defensive? At this point, wouldn't he be calling around asking friends and family if they knew where Michelle is and not focused on calling his lawyer? Yeah, and I think this is one of the first red flags that kicked off a full investigation of a possible homicide. Diving deeper into Michelle's life, it was obvious her children were her everything. There just wasn't any evidence that she planned to leave them all behind. There's got to be more to this story, and police were pretty confident there was. Something just didn't sit well. When her body was found, it was facing forward, and her hair covered her face with the cord over top of her hair. This especially stuck out to a detective who was on the scene. This investigator specializes in suicides, and he immediately noticed the crime scene felt staged. In addition to the way the cord was over top of her hair, there were absolutely no fingerprints or footprints anywhere in the shower at all. Not even Michelle's fingerprints were found. There was nothing. Police immediately knew this was no suicide, and the investigation would continue as a homicide. The very next day, an autopsy was performed, and they found extensive injuries to Michelle. There was bruising to her face, and obviously she had bruising around her neck, but one of the most telling injuries from the autopsy was injuries to her shins. Both of her legs were badly bruised, as if there was a struggle. Detectives then decide it's in their best interest to speak directly to Michelle and Braulio's children. They were the last ones to see their mother that night. One of the kids pointed out something was off the morning she went missing. Her bed was made, but it wasn't made the way she normally made it. This is one of those details that could only be discovered by a child or a close family member. With this discovery, police take a closer look at the bed. Upon further investigation of the bed, they find blood on the sheets. Now this could be anyone's blood, but if the blood came back as Braulio's, he claimed he hasn't been in the house in over a year. They also find a sweater she wore that night had drops of blood on it as well. In a case like this, even if it may be her own blood, it's worth testing. Police then bring in cadaver dogs throughout the house. Cadaver dogs can be used to pick up the scent of human decomposition and alert detectives. The first dog ran into the basement and straight to the shower and immediately began to alert his findings. Obviously, the dog was correct because this is where Michelle was discovered. They continued to cover the whole house, over 10,000 square feet in all, and only alerted in one other spot, the foot of Michelle's bed. Once the blood samples came back, it was in fact Braulio Castillo's blood. So without a doubt, it had to be him. But how did he even get into the house? If you remember, Michelle had a protective order against him, and the house was locked down and had an active security system with a secure code only Michelle and her children knew. A neighbor across from Michelle's home caught surveillance footage of that night. It showed Michelle's car arriving home around 8.19 p.m., and no intruder around at this time or later was seen on the footage, so investigators were kind of puzzled. Could Braulio have gone inside the house before she and the kids even got home? They viewed the footage a little further back, and sure enough, 8.09 p.m., they see a man running towards the house. The footage is a bit blurry because it's filming across the street and it's dark outside, 
Later in the footage at 12.31 a.m., detectives see the same man running out of Michelle's home. So maybe it's a good idea to get a surveillance camera or make sure your neighbor at least has one because you never know how that can come in handy. Police then set out a search for Braulio and find him relaxing at a local coffee shop enjoying a cup of coffee. Police tell him to stand up and put his hands behind his back. Police finally had enough solid evidence to arrest him on the spot for the murder of his ex-wife, Michelle Castillo. It was time for the trial. The trial was so hard to witness. What happened that day in the courtroom left everyone in the jury in complete shock. It's always so heartbreaking to hear the testimony from a child. Imagine your nine-year-old self having to take the stand to testify against your own father, the guy who raised you and was supposed to love you and protect you. The whole thing is so heartbreaking, and it's something no innocent child should ever have to face or experience. The nine-year-old son bravely spoke to the court as his father was seated in the room in front of him. The night his mother was murdered, the nine-year-old boy was awakened by his father coming into his room to give him his security blanket. This was his favorite blanket and always had it by his side. His father must have noticed it in his mother's room and he knew he might come looking for it. The young boy said when his father came into his room, he didn't say anything and just gave his blanket to him and left. So I'm guessing Braulio saw the blanket after killing Michelle and started to panic his son would enter the room maybe looking for his blanket. I wonder what the boy thought when he saw his dad in the house, especially since their dad hasn't been in the house for over a year. I'm sure he was shocked, but at that age, I think you're just innocent and naive and probably didn't think too much about it. But that poor kid. You know, another thing though, if the house was secure and the security system was set, how did Braulio get into the house without the alarm going off? Well, during the young boy's testimony, he looks straight at his dad and says, I know you did it, dad, and I know you did this. You made me give you the security code and you yelled at me. Man, I really hope he doesn't feel responsible for this. I know, and how dare his father even put him in that situation. It's just horrible. And the worst part is, Braulio was left completely emotionless and cold-hearted, as if none of this ever happened at all. With the evidence and testimony against Braulio, the jury reached a final verdict. Braulio was guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without parole, plus 16 years leaving behind a family torn apart by the murder of their loving mother, Michelle. The children now live together in a caring new home. Although they lost their loving mother and now also their father, they're doing the best that they can to cope with this family tragedy. Still to this day, Raulio Castillo has not confessed. He still holds onto the story and claims Michelle committed suicide and that he is completely innocent even though we can all clearly see that this is not the case. If you want to learn more about Michelle Castillo's case, you can find pictures and videos on our website at crimesolidpodcast.com. Be a Crime Solid supporter by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to follow us on Instagram and be sure to tell a friend about Crime Salad. Also, we feel this is a great opportunity to bring attention to domestic abuse. Abusive behavior is never acceptable, whether from a man, woman, teenager, or older adult. Visit thehotline.org and spread the word. You deserve to be safe.
Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast delivering a healthy portion of crime. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. All the blood, blood, all the pain, pain. All the blood, blood.